you down to tip-off with Cougar Pregame Live. 75-66, a Zuck attack in Provo. Now, let's rejoin your host, Jason Shepard. <laughs> Welcome back into Cougar Pregame Live. BYU on the road at LMU tonight in Los Angeles. That's where we head next, our courtside conversation. It's with Terry Nashup tonight filling in for Mark Durant. Terry, I know you were able to uh, hit the links earlier today in Southern California. How are you today? I'm great, Shep. Unfortunately, I could see the links from oh. my, where I was working, but I did not hit the links. Oh, um, I thought the picture was you go. That was the course you were going to go to. No, that was from the hotel room uh, where I was working, unfortunately. But that golf course does bring back fond memories of uh, playing the par three at times. So no golf for me today. Hey, but at least if you're going to work, having that as uh, the scenery around you is not too shabby. Absolutely. I got a little longboarding in this uh, this evening, uh, and that was very nice down at the beach. Hopefully you can take Greg. I would love to see Greg on a longboard. If uh, Greg was with me, you would see it because it would be all over. <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's look back just quickly on Saturday's game against Pacific. There's an interesting one because Pacific actually had a lead by three at halftime, but then BYU in that second half pulled away. They shot 75%. What plays into a team being so much more successful from one half to another? I think halftime performances really play a role in that. Um, Saturday's performance was unbelievable, right? In the Marriott Center? It was Sorry, great. Shep. The, uh, I, think, I think one thing that people don't understand a lot is in the second half, your offense is right in front of you. And uh, so your players are in front of you you can tell them you can do different things and in this league the scouts are really um really dialed in and so in the first half the other coaching staff's yelling at every play every screen every angle what's coming and so i when i was working with the offense it was great in the second half they were in front of us we could talk to them and it was just a, a better feeling and that's typically one thing that plays into having better second halves and great second halves. I don't know about 75% shooting. That was unbelievable. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Something else that's been unbelievable is the play of Yoli and Elijah. And we've talked about just how well they're playing many times. The topic of dynamic duos was something that was brought up this week on BYU Sports Nation. As we talked about, these guys just having an unbelievable year, not only individually, but the way that they were able to play off each other. How do you think they stack up with some of the other duos in BYU basketball history? I think time will tell they're young. Um, one thing that I love about this duo is, like you said, how well they play off of each other. It's not, it's not often at BYU where you've got a, a, a player that can come off a ball screen and, and another player that's plays so well setting the ball screen and rolling uh, like these two do and they they really play off each other if you just watch Saturday's game you would think that they're the best ever I mean that what an efficient night for those guys but they play well together they play well off of each other and uh, it, it's fun to watch I think all duos help each other on the court um, maybe taking attention on a certain end or making up for other things on you know a defensive end but these guys really play well together in that ball screen and then also throwing it in the post and playing off there. Let's focus on tonight's matchup against LMU. This is a young team. BYU beat them a few weeks ago. Uh, I don't know if you had an opportunity to hear it, but, uh, but Coach Schroyer played a soundbite in the last segment where he was talking about LMU. That for some reason, this team gives us fits. So with that in mind, what aspect of tonight's matchup intrigues you the most? I feel like they've been giving us fits for a long time. And <laughs> in fact, sitting down here, remembering last year when 
uh, you know, they went zone. We called a couple plays for TJ, and then the last one that he buried that three on, huge shot. But it, it was coming down to the last shot, and TJ made a big one. LMU has, over the years, caused us trouble. And uh, it's actually a good thing to get guys' attention. It's a bad thing because they continue to cause trouble. And so hopefully tonight uh, that won't be the case. They'll be, they'll be focused. They'll be uh, coming in confident off uh, not only Saturday's uh, win, but then TJ also hitting that shot in here. Sometimes that uh, guys have better gyms and, you know, that, that they like playing, and maybe that will get TJ uh, uh, to explode tonight. Why do you think that is? Because it is it is funny how sometimes there are teams um, that just give other teams problems. It doesn't always translate into beating the team because BYU's had a lot of success against this team. But is it a scheme thing? What goes into that? Sometimes it's scheme. Um, obviously, LMU's had a couple of different coaches that have caused us trouble um, with different schemes. And so I think part of it is scheme but in this case it's it's personnel um and just certain certain games certain styles a lot of different things play into it coach troyer also uh in that soundbite i played said there's absolutely no discussion of gonzaga on saturday now fans are talking about it you know media is talking about it because it's a big game certainly it's one game at a time but how much of a concern level do you have the guys Look past an LMU because you know what you got on Saturday. Uh, honestly, with Coach Rose, it was never a concern because it wasn't talked about. We weren't watching film before that, anything like that. This year, it's been nice to me. I can look ahead to some games and talk about them, but <laughs> never in the past. And so uh, the concern is this, this game for the players, for the coaches. And obviously, if people stumble, then you know they say that, hey, it was a trap game. Everybody's looking ahead. Everybody's looking ahead except the players and the coaches. And so uh, this, is a, this is a game more so when you're talking about a trap game, it's the team that's playing before really wants to beat you, in this case LMU, and so that's the trap aspect of this. You know, and, and certainly, I mean, we, I don't, we're not going to sit here and talk about Gonzaga on Saturday, but it, just one quick question about that. How strange is it that this upcoming Saturday is going to be the first time that BYU will have faced Gonzaga? I mean, they've gone through a couple of teams where they've played them twice and haven't played Gonzaga at all, and it's February. It is strange, but it's happened before, and uh, one of the one of the things that's really strange is it's not senior night that we're playing them up there. That's <laughs> right. unfortunate. I know. At BYU's had quite a bit of success on senior night. Terry Nasher joining me from Gersten Pavilion. It's our courtside conversation. A minute or two more with Terry. Based on how BYU is playing right now, they're playing well, what are your expectations for tonight's matchup? What, I, what I'm hoping or what, what I think will happen is BYU come out, they'll be dominant defensively and then really efficient offensively uh, like they have been and that they'll go in when, with a double-digit lead at halftime and then and, and play great in the second half and give them a boost going into uh, Saturday night. I, I look for them to be efficient on both ends of the floor, for them to be together. They're in the royal blue uniforms. They play well in those and uh, really excited about uh, this game tonight. Look good, play good, right, Coach? That's exactly right. That's what I'm saying. If you on and off good, the you... court. On yeah, and right. off the court, Shep. <laughs> on and off the court. Terry, great stuff, man. Appreciate the time. We'll hear you with Greg coming up in just a few minutes. Thanks, Shep. All right, there you go. Appreciate it. That's Terry Nash filling in for Mark Durant tonight on the broadcast. You will hear Terry and Greg Grubel coming up in just a little bit. Coming up on the other side, we'll go over some scores in college basketball. We'll also update you on the game going on at the Marriott Center right now. BYU women's basketball hosting LMU. Give you a score. Just so you know, here's a little tease. It's going quite well for the Cougars. That's all coming up next. You're listening to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. 
You're listening to BYU Basketball on BYU Radio. Talk about good. Our exclusive pregame coverage of BYU Basketball continues. As we rejoin the host of Cougar Pregame Live, Jason Shepard. That's right. BYU on the road tonight taking on the Lions of LMU. We'll send you out to Los Angeles and Gersten Pavilion with Greg Rubel and Terry Nashif coming up in just a second. Let's update you on some other scores going on in college basketball. We're going to start with what BYU women's basketball is doing right now. They are at the Marriott Center. They are hosting LMU. Two minutes to go in the third quarter, and BYU has a 12-point lead at 49-37. to As is usually the case, Cassie DeVagere, Brenna Chase leading the way for the Cougars. 16 points for the senior and Cassie DeVagere, 13 points for Brenna Chase. How about this? I'm going to drop a little knowledge on you. Here's a little uh, nugget about the BYU women's basketball team. Over the last five games, Cassie DeVagere is averaging 25 points. Brenna Chase is averaging 20 playing very, very well for BYU, and the Cougars have a 12-point lead at 49-37. to All right, WCC action. Game's going on right now. 14 minutes to go in the second half. Number 14, Gonzaga at home leads San Diego 45-40. to 12 minutes to go in the first half in Portland. The Pilots have a 23-14 to lead over the Waves of Pepperdine. Coming up, uh, same tip time as our game in Los Angeles. It is number 13, St. Mary's, hosting San Francisco. Also, Pacific traveling to Santa Clara to take on the Broncos. All right, top 25 action. Most games are final. Not a huge night in terms of the number of games in the top 25. Already mentioned the Gonzaga score. Number one, Villanova gets the 20-point win at home over Creighton, 98-78 to in overtime. It was Temple upsetting number 16, Wichita State, 81-79 in favor of the Owls. Also, late, a little bit later on tonight, number 25, Arizona State, on the road at Washington. One other local team playing right now, actually two because they're playing each other, Weber State on the road at Southern Utah. The Wildcats look like they're going to win this one. It is 84-77 in favor of Weber State with 31 seconds to go in that game. All right, NBA scores. Blake Griffin in his Pistons debut scores 24 points, grabs 10 rebounds and 5 assists. Detroit defeats the Memphis Grizzlies 104 to 102. It was the Wizards on top of the Raptors 122 to 119. The Rockets win in San Antonio 102 to 91 and the Minnesota Timberwolves defeat the Milwaukee Bucks 108 to 89. That is going to do it for Cougar Pregame Live. Coming up next, we're going to send you to Gersten Pavilion for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Time to get the inside scoop on today's game. We've got a lot of individual guys who have actually found themselves and are really contributing to our team. This is the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show, presented by Science Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Now, let's head back to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Courtside Seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. 
Good evening, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome courtside inside Gersten Pavilion in Los Angeles, California, as tonight BYU plays the first game of a back-to-back road swing by seeking the regular season sweep of the LMU Lions, a team that has lost its last 10 meetings with the Cougars. I'm Greg Grubel with play-by-play commentary tonight. I'm joined courtside by former BYU point guard and coaching staffer Terry Nashif. And after three years of improvement in conference play under head coach Mike Dunlap, uh, LMU's taken a step back this season. They're 1-9 in league. They've lost five in a row overall. They haven't beaten BYU since late 2013. The Cougars beat the Lions by 15 two weeks ago tonight in Provo. They've got the Zags two nights from now in Spokane. BYU does. So, Terry, if there was ever a game that fits that old uh, uh, trap game cliche, it's probably this one here tonight. Well, no question about that. And if you look at the games that LMU has played recently, they're actually in most of those games. Single-digit game games. In Provo. Yeah, yeah, close and, games. And uh, throughout their league. And so uh, players look at that record, 1-9, and nine, and then the coaches spend the whole week trying to explain to them, no, that is not indicative of what kind of team we're going to be seeing. Um, and then you put a bunch of BYU fans in their gym, and it fires them up, and uh, I think we're in for a good one tonight. Coming up next, we'll hear from BYU head coach Dave Rose when the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from Los Angeles on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to the Cougar pregame coaches show. Oh, a nice stutter step right to the rim. Flood score again. For more with head coach Dave Rose, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. Welcome back inside Gersten Pavilion in Los Angeles on the LMU campus. This 4,100-seat venue is rarely filled. LMU's averaging only 1,000 fans per game. Expect that number to maybe double and then some with the BYU fans here this evening. The Cougars always draw well here. They usually play well here. They've won five of six meetings in L.A. since joining the WCC, but their last two wins have come after trailing by 15 and 18, respectively. So they have had to stage some pretty remarkable comebacks. But Dave Rose knows uh, this last game here played uh, played here was was certainly no picnic. It was that 18-point deficit before Ella, before BYU came storming back for the win. He says the key is not turning on a team that has enough talent to make you pay if you're not on your game. They really do. And, uh, you know, I think that um, Stephen Haney, you know, you start with him as as good a shooter as I think there is anywhere. I mean, he has just uh, got great size, and he's always on the move. And if you let him catch, get his feet set, and, and, and deliver it without putting the ball on the floor, you're... Uh, you're talking about a guy who, you know, you know, makes six, seven out of ten, and so that's a big, that's a big assignment. Eli will have his, his hands full. So will all our guards, but and then James Bateman, um, the point guard, he, he's uh, as good a scoring point guard as I think there might be in the league. I, I compare him to Kevin Fagan, pretty good as his ability just to uh, to make plays in the post, make plays in the key, make plays off the dribble. Uh, get to the free throw line so um you know that would give us a real challenge and then uh i think that uh scott in the post is a guy who's really hard to handle one-on-one and if you the one thing about him he's not really good at throwing the ball out and so you can bring a second defender and hopefully cause him some problems marking some size at seven three is you know is difficult to defend as you, you have so you know and then he said he's playing better of late too marcus yeah, yeah. and 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 he, you know he he actually steps out is stepping out now making a 12 15 footer made yeah. one at our place a yeah, couple on a baseline and a couple other games and now they're starting 20 johansson who is yeah. a a really good just catch and shoot knockdown guy so they bring some really athletic guys off the floor but i, I think when you when you talk about lmu you're talking about three things one is 
they're really good in individual isolation and scoring the ball. Number two, they're really good at turning you over. One of the top you know, in the, in the country at turning you over. And that leads to points for them. And then number three, they're one of the best offensive rebounding teams in the country. And so those are the three things that you really have to uh, you know, kind of guard against in the game. Uh, I do think if you have patience, if you don't turn it over, that you can get the shot you want. Hopefully you can make it. So they're top ten, as you mentioned, offensive rebounds. You're top ten on the defensive class. Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be a battle here, and I, I think that uh, you know they send so many guys, and and when you do get the rebound, if it's a long rebound or, or and you secure it, you do have a chance, you know, to, to get out and score in transition. Uh, but uh, you've got to get a body on every guy, which is different because usually they send two or three back. Teams will send two or three back. And then you got two or three guys that are banging a body, and then the other guy's going in and rebound. This, at times, all five guys have to find a body and, and, and get a hit. You can't go to sleep. And they gave you a good game at your place. It was uh, the second half was better than we probably wanted them to give us, <laughs> and they actually beat us. They outscored us in the second half, and, and we turned it over way too many times. Uh, second half, at least. In the yeah. second half. And so, uh, and then that's what they do. They, they're, they're kind of a, 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 a you know, a, one one team in one half and another team in another half as far as they don't press the entire game but they pick their spots and they picked their spot at you know in Provo when they got down and uh and we didn't handle that very well and so made some really big shots to kind of keep them off uh and then won the game you know kind of going away but uh this will be totally different this is a a situation where we've we've really had to battle uh, to get some wins in this building. He didn't start Yoli last week, back in starting yeah, point tonight. Yeah, he feels great, and he's had a – I went up to him last night, you know, at our uh, you know late-night meeting. And I said, hey, Yoli, you look you look a lot better tonight than you looked last Wednesday night. And he said, I feel way better, and he's had three good practices, so we're ready to go. You alluded to it a second ago, I guess. One of the other keys for tonight is that don't get down 15 or 20 on this floor. That's, um, you know, that's that's a challenge because they, they come out, and then and, – the guys that we just talked about early with Bateman and Haney and, you know, uh, the number 20, I mean, those, those guys Johansson. can really fire that thing in. And, you know, I remember games in here where it looked like they hit six, seven, eight shots in a row and they weren't going to miss. It felt like they weren't going to miss the rest of the night, you know, and we got to do a better job defensively and marking them and tagging them and, and hopefully, uh, you know, we can get off to a better start. All right, good luck in getting it done tonight. Coach, we'll talk to you postgame. All right, thanks a lot, Greg. All right, that's Dave Rose and tonight's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. The Cougar tip-off show coming up next live from L.A. on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. Shot and score! to the rim, up and This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show brought to you by BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 25 years. And by your local Utah Honda dealers. Now let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling courtside seats and join Mark Durant along with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Hello, what a good late Thursday evening to you all from Gersten Pavilion on the scenic campus of Loyola Marymount University in Los Angeles, where today it was a sunny, high 70s, one of the nice perks of West Coast Conference life. All the winter road trips are with destinations due west. 
Craig Grubel, former BYU player and coach Terry Nashif with you courtside. BYU Basketball Media Relations Director Kyle Chilton is helping out with stats. Jason Shepard's our studio host, and our control board operator is the ever-vigilant Carter Malloy. You are listening in tonight on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our satellite flagship is BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143, heard coast-to-coast. Our over-the-air flagship, KSL News Radio, and we're also on network affiliates in the Intermountain West and around the world online, BYURadio.org, BYUCougars.com, KSL.com, and the BYU Radio app, the BYU Cougars app, as well as the KSL and the TuneIn Radio apps, whoever you are tuning us in. Great to have you along tonight. Well, BYU comes into tonight's game 18-5 on the season, 7-3 in league, LMU 6-15 on the year, 1-9 in conference play. BYU got a road home split with St. Mary's and Pacific last week. LMU lost both of its games last week and has dropped its last five overall and 11 of its last 12 dating back to non-league play. Now, the Cougars' last game saw BYU outlast Pacific 80-65. The team was led by Elijah Bryant on an almost perfect night. Eight for nine from the field, eight for nine from the line. He made all four of his threes on the most efficient shooting night since, well, since Eli went 10 for 11 from the field on opening night this season against MVSU on the season. Elijah shooting 51% from the field, 45% from the arc, and just a hair under 90% from the stripe. It's that rarefied air of 50-40-90 that basketball players rarely breathe. Terry is someone who is well acquainted with Elijah's game, as well as anybody, really, dating back to the uh, recruiting process. What can you share with our audience about just how special a player he is and how impressive a season Elijah Bryant is having? Elijah's a special player, and we we saw that coming in. And then as we evaluated him during his redshirt season, we we saw pieces of great BYU players in him. We saw uh, a body like Kyle Collinsworth where he could get anywhere he wanted on the floor. We saw some some jimmer in him where he could get a shot off at any time. And then he can defend and rebound and uh, really, really can pass the ball as well. And and everybody's getting a chance to see what we saw as a redshirt, what we saw when we evaluated film. And I'm really happy that he's more healthy. I don't think he's 100%. I think we're still there's still some room where you're going to see some more explosiveness from Eli. And last season what you did see was nothing close to what he's putting out there right now. No question. And uh, that's... Was, was shown by the injuries, and then you can see it this year in, in what's been going on. Of course, you know, even with Eli where he was health-wise, he still managed to put up 39 in points. I mean, that's how good he is. When he's not quite all the way there, he still put up one of the best games in BYU history. Okay, break time. When we come back to Los Angeles, we'll hear from LMU assistant coach uh, Patrick Sandel as the Cougar tip-off show continues on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Deseret First Credit Union has changed the look of things south of BYU's campus with a new branch office. Deseret First Credit Union works to serve BYU students and the BYU community wherever they are. Just as BYU TV takes BYU sporting events to a worldwide audience, Deseret First also makes banking possible worldwide. With a mobile app, mobile deposits, and shared branch locations around the country, This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Raise it up. No. The tip. No. The follow. Yes. Let's head back live to courtside. 
All right, they're getting you ready for BYU and LMU, one of three West Coast Conference games tipping off at the top of the hour, updating the two games already underway in Spokane. Gonzaga 61, San Diego 54 at the under four media break. And up in Portland as they approach halftime, the Pilots lead uh, the Waves of Pepperdine by a score of 43 to 35. Well, LMU a slumping coming into tonight. Lines have lost their last five, including a 15-point setback at the Marriott Center two weeks ago tonight. It was a feisty affair. The two teams combined for 41 fouls, 49 free throws, 24 of the fouls committed by LMU, who allowed BYU to shoot 60% from the field, 50% from the arc. LMU assistant coach Patrick Sandel now on the defensive challenge facing his team tonight. Uh, trying to keep them out of the lane. Last time we played, uh, they, got, they got into the to the lane quite a bit. Made some easy baskets in transition. Uh, we started off in zone, and I believe he gave up some, some easy threes to start off by Bryant. And, um, and it got them going on offense we never got a good pace on defense to getting stopped but the, the goal is try to try to play a little bit better defense than we did last time if you get 40 minutes tonight the way you played the final 20 in Provo would you be pretty happy with that if we can if we can do something like that yeah it, it, it's, it's a start it, it's definitely a start we, we played a little better in the, in the second half we have some spurts in the second half but a lot of that also as offense, we kind of moved our offense a little different. We kind of moved the ball a little different. Uh, defensively, played a little bit better, but, you know, we got we got to do a lot better, I think, on defense. Uh, too many weapons down on the, on the other end of the floor for us just to be a little bit better. I think we got to be a lot better uh, guarding on the perimeter. Do you feel that you're a better team than the 1-9 record in league shows right now? I do, but I don't know if anybody else does. I mean, I think you always believe that, and in, in you believe in your players and, and the system and what, what, what guys are doing. You, you see them work hard every day. You see uh, their attitude and the character that they show where they go through, and, and you expect, you know, a lot more what what we've had. But you know what? Uh, other teams are doing the same thing and working hard and doing the same. And it, it comes down to talent and, and guys listening and doing what uh, the right things as a team and developing, and we're still in that, that process. Our guys are a little young, and we're, we're still fighting for that, that same goal as, as the other teams in our in our league. Your big three are pretty well established, or at least well known, in Bateman and Haney and Scott, but uh, Johansson's now starting where Quintana was in Provo, and Marcus has had a couple of nice games uh, coming into this week. Yeah, I mean, our, our guys have been, I mean, they've been improving. All, all the guys have been like I said, they they put a great effort in uh, getting better every single day. I mean, that motto has been said and has been around a long time, but our guys really go for the gusto and as far as, like, working hard every single day and just trying to get better. And every team does. You know, it's uh, playing a bunch of cliches here, but they they, they, they all work hard. And, and, you know, it feels for them after the game when we, when we don't get our reach our goal and what we try – to accomplish and, and getting the win and getting the win ain't always the most important thing but you know uh, you, you're judged by those wins so no matter how good or much better you play down the stretch and how you progress in the season you can feel good about it but still if you're not seeing some big results and big results mean most time means uh, getting a win I mean uh, no one's like the you know the 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 uh, compliments 
that you get when you don't get get the win. You know, it's it, it's nice. You know, it's like a guy scores uh, 35 and they lose. Yeah, you know, I don't know too many guys that are happy about the 35 and getting an L. <laughs> well, Coach Sandal, I appreciate you taking the time, as always, and we will see you guys in Las Vegas. All right. Thank you. All right. That is LMU assistant coach Patrick Sandal. Time now for our You Be the Judge feature. Sponsored by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to LegallyMineUSA.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. It's more BYU basketball trivia for you and Terry. And here's tonight's question. In wins this season over Mississippi Valley State and Pacific, Elijah Bryant turned in the third and seventh highest single game effective field goal percentage marks in BYU Hoops history with a minimum of 20 points scored. Who owns the BYU single season, single game record for effective field goal percentage? The answer coming up next as the Cougar Tip-Off show continues live from Los Angeles on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Oswald drive it to give to Yoli. Yoli with the thump and another and one opportunity. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel at courtside. All right, the BYU and LMU straight ahead. First up, the answer in tonight's You Be the Judge trivia question brought to you by Legally Mind. In wins this season against MBSU and Pacific, Elijah Bryant turned in the third and seventh highest single-game effective field goal percentage marks in BYU football, uh, BYU basketball history with a minimum of 20 points scored. Who owns the BYU single-game record for effective field goal percentage? Terry, what do you think? Rubes, I'm going with Chase Fisher, not because I think it's the correct answer, because I want to talk about how amazing he was on your show this week. I love Chase, <laughs> and uh, listening to him brought so many great memories. What a character. Uh, such a fun interview. And I, I, Again, I tweeted last night just a couple of snippets from his quotes, but I encourage you to go to the uh, Behind the Mic with Greg Grubel podcast feed and listen to Chase's interview. You'll have a lot of fun doing it. I had a lot of fun interviewing him. It was a, it was a blast. Well, Chase is not the answer. Uh, it's a guy you coached. It's a guy from California. Does that help you at all? Brock Zilstra? Brock Zilstra is the correct answer. Nicely done. Against San Francisco, he went 8-for-8 from the field, including 6-for-6 from three. That's the all-time BYU single-game effective field goal percentage mark. There it is. All right, our closing segment of the Cougar Tip-Off show coming up next. Way to go, Ter. On the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Touch pass, Celius, three. Got it! Zach Celius makes it a one-point game. Let's head back live to courtside. Time now for the Timpanogos Regional Hospital Injury Report. The Timpanogos Regional Hospital Emergency Room is prepared to treat injuries of all kinds close to home. Just text ER to 23,000 for current ER wait times. Yoli Child's feeling better this week. He was sick last week. He'll start tonight. Ryan Andrus, Braden Shaw on the mend and back home, not on the trip. They are the guys on the shelf. All right, tip-off is coming up next. This has been the Cougar Tip-Off Show live from Los Angeles on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.